So, uh, my understanding, because I've not, you know, been here since the beginning, was that the format of that also has changed a little bit over the years, as, as it's happened. That um, maybe as it began, it was more kind of like, we're going to listen, and then what you need to say is like a word from God, you know? You're going to say, God's, I think God's saying, blah, right? And then over the years, it was like, oh, is that a good idea? I don't know. And it, it shifted a little bit. And it was more like, yeah, we are listening to God. Um, but that looks so many different ways for so many different people. And also, do we have to say, I think God's saying this? Or can we just say, these are the thoughts I had. These are my best, most loving, wise thoughts that I had when I was thinking of you, your situation, you know? And so, and um, over the years when I've heard Peter Fitch introduce those times, he said something like this, which um, it's like I carry this in me, this thought about listening. He would say, um, we have no great confidence that any one of us can hear or speak a clear word from God. But we are confident that the spirit breathes through a community that takes the time to listen and care. Um, that's what he'd say. And uh, so that for me, the whole thing, that experience sort of, I think it demystified listening to God for me. It broadened it. It made it um, inextricable from listening to my own wisdom. It made it inextricable from kind of the composite wisdom that comes through a group that listens together and listens to each other with humility and with love. <laughs> okay, so uh, next little snapshot um, was through the imagination team process. It was funny when, um, when you stood up and said that and you were like, so, uh, imagination team. And I, it was like, oh, do we have to say this again? Isn't everyone bored of hearing about this? And I felt exactly like that when I, I was like, darn it, I really want to share something about that. I'm sure they're all bored. But it's true. And I've said something like this before, so I'm just going to say it again. Because this has been formative for me. Um, so in that, so I was part of the imagination team with Jess and a few others, like dreaming and planning about the possible future of this community. And it became clear as we did that, that it didn't make any sense as um, for our community, for that process to be some kind of top-down thing. You know, like, our little group's just gonna decide what's gonna happen with this community, you know? It just didn't make any sense. Um, it made sense for it to be built on listening to as many voices um, as possible about their experience here and their, which means your, uh, longings for the community's future. And this is the little phrase that we, that kind of guided us a bit, and that um, uh, was at the beginning of the proposal, imagination team proposal. As we listen to each other and others, it is our hope and intention that we be free enough from strong attraction or aversion to specific forms, values and outcomes, that we are able to move generously in whatever direction we believe the spirit is leading us as a community. As 
a lot of words, I'm just going to say it again. <laughs> because we listen to each other and others, it is our hope and intention that we be free enough from strong attraction or aversion to specific forms, values and outcomes, that we are able to move generously in whatever direction we believe the Spirit is leading us as a community. Uh, so it like, explicitly mentions listening at the beginning, that what we felt we needed to do was listen to each other and listen to others. Um, but I feel like the whole thing really describes the heart of listening as a spiritual practice, that you listening, learning to listen to ourselves, um, learning to listen to others um, and to God, and listening to others as a way of listening to God, with a willingness to notice our own bias, and kind of hold loosely um, both our own perspectives and others, you know, weighing them up, keeping learning, willing to be changed. And um, so that's what I think. But the American Sikh activist, educator, and author Valerie Kaur agrees with me. <laughs> so I love this quote from her. She says, Deep listening is an act of surrender. We risk being changed by what we hear. So deep listening is an act of surrender. We risk being changed by what we hear. And she's specifically, that's from her book, See No Stranger, and she's specifically talking about learning to listen to our opponents um, and what, what's involved in that. But I think it really does apply to any deep listening, to others, to self, to God. That um, this uh, risk and willingness to be changed. Um, so those are three little snapshots, my listening journey here, and um, a little bit of how those experiences have broadened and deepened my perspective on listening, and that it, um, as a multifaceted thing, where you can't really say where one facet of it stops and the other begins. <laughs> Am I listening to God here or others or myself? I just don't really know. It's like, it's all of the above, and how incredibly powerful listening and being listened to are. Um, so I really come to believe that listening is part of who we are as a community. Um, you could say it's maybe a gift or a grace of ours, or you could simply say that we love it and we value it. Um, and But I guess I also believe that any gift we have, either as individuals or communally, comes with inherent challenges and obstacles. You know, it's going to be like also what we're good at and also where we get stuck and what we need to still grow in. So those challenges can become like learning curves and growth edges. Um, so, you know, I highly value listening, both listening to others and the spirit. I highly, I need to be listened to, to be seen and heard myself. Um, but that doesn't mean I always find either role easy, right? To be the listener or the one being listened to. Um, some opinions are a real challenge for me to listen to, <laughs> but I want to grow in that capacity. Um, and sometimes it feels hard for me to let my authentic voice be heard, and not either just to swallow it or just it to be more palatable, or just you know then choose to speak, but then kind of either then sort of apologise for taking up too much time or space. So that's a work in progress. 
and then uh, sometimes I get overexcited and I speak over somebody. And uh, I come by that honestly. <laughs> Jeremy, my husband, was like, what the heck is going on at your family supper times? <laughs> it's not like I'm giving space for everybody else. Oh, it's there. you just got to take it. <laughs> so, um, uh, didn't always see that in myself, but I, I see it now. And, um, now I can work on it. Uh, so those are some like aspects and challenges for me, my personal journey of growing as somebody who uh, listens and is listened to. And um, I think we all have them. You know? We all have personal histories with listening, experiences with listening that have shaped us. Um, and since we're all beautiful, messy works in progress, I suspect we all have growth edges in uh, listening and being listened to. Um, and I think we could say the same about this church community. We too have gifts and challenges in listening. So um, we want to spend a bit of time talking about that together, thinking and talking about that. So Lorna's going to come and lead us in reflecting on our individual and communal experiences of listening, of listening in community. Keep on uh, meeting together and encouraging one another. 
And again, as Rachel has said, sometimes that looks like a challenge. For me, one of the challenges in maybe, maybe both listening and being heard is that when there is a, an opposing voice, my tendency is to just want to back off and not engage. And that's not helpful or healthy at all. And so that, that's an area in which I, I really would love to continue to grow. And I know that I need to do it in this context. Um, so how do we spur one another on to love and good deeds? Um, well, for one thing, certainly we keep working at it. We keep meeting together and encouraging one another. So as we move into this next uh, time, we're going to have an opportunity to speak to one another and hear one another's stories. And maybe think about um, how have these kinds of things happened in your life in the context of community. Um, it could be this, the St. Croix Church community. Uh, it could be in another community somewhere else at another time. It could be with a group of friends that meets together for coffee. Um, or any, any situation which for you has been a community of learning, growing, listening, and being listened to. Um, so I think... We've got the questions up here already. What experience of listening or being listened to in community has helped me grow, encouraged me, or enriched my life? And then secondly, are there ways that I would like to keep growing as someone who listens and is listened to? So we're going to actually, I think we've got 15 minutes, which is great. Um, so find yourself a part of the little group, join one of the tables, um, and we just want to make sure that everybody's included. And I think the questions are also on the tables. Is this true? Rachel has them to take to the groups. Yeah, so please get yourself with somebody else. And um, yeah, I don't know if you guys want to come in here. And maybe just to say, in the spirit of listening, that yes. if, you, if you only want to listen and not say anything, that's also fine. Yes, yes, I should have said that. If you really yeah. don't even want to part group at all, you can always just. Take yourself to the couch at the back or the kitchen or something. <laughs> so but true. you're really free to be part of yes. a group and just be listening. Yes. You don't want to say yeah. Thank you, Rachel. That's a good reminder to uh, be part of listening whatever way you're able to at this, at this point.